The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. I hope it's been a good work week for you. Most of you have one day left. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, July 23rd, 2021. Friday of the 16th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, this is Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. Today is the optional memorial of St. Bridget of Sweden. From the age of seven, Bridget had visions of Christ crucified. She was married to King Magnus II, who gave her buildings to found a monastery for men and women. The group eventually became known as the Bridgetines. In 1350, Bridget made a pilgrimage to Rome, a final pilgrimage to the Holy Land marred by shipwreck and the death of her son Charles eventually led to Bridget's death in 1373. St. Bridget of Sweden, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, I inspire my thoughts, words, and actions and accompany them with your aid so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that in social, economic, and political situations of conflict, we may be courageous and passionate architects of dialogue and friendship. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Lord Jesus, today in the Gospel of the Feast of Saint Bridget of Sweden, whom we celebrate today, we find ourselves with you and the Apostles in the Upper Room at the Last Supper, that very poignant and momentous meal, we could say, on the night before you freely gave yourself up on the cross. And at the Last Supper, we know that you opened your heart to us in, a, in an unprecedented way and shared with us ideas, thoughts, teachings that will stand us for our whole lives and beyond. And among those words are those which appear in the Gospel of today's feast, where you tell us, Jesus, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who lives in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus, you are the vine, and we are the branches. And in so far as we are united with you, we share in your life-giving sap. We share your life. And as branches of the one true vine, we can bear abundant fruit. I think it's true to say that we all really do want to live truly fruitful lives in the sense of lives of love, 
that my life, Jesus, would benefit many others. That it wouldn't just all be just about me. That I wouldn't just do things for the sake of doing them. But rather that I would leave in this world a deep and fertile furrow. And that's above all a question of loving God and loving others. What is fruitfulness? What is a fruitful life? What is a successful life? Well, St. John of the Cross has that, that lovely phrase where he says, In the evening of our lives, we will be judged on our love. So the real value, the real success, the real fruitfulness of a human life is the extent to which we have helped others deeply, is the extent to which we have tried to share with others eternal life, which is the greatest good of all. Of course, we help others in many ways with lots of practical things, just as we are helped by those who love us and serve us, practical services, different things. But the greatest gift we can share, the greatest fruit we can share with others is precisely the sap that comes from the vine, the life of Christ, eternal life, that is evangelization, apostolate. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who lives in me and I in him, he it is who bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus, separated from you, I can do nothing of any real value. This is really, really, really stark. And at the same time, really true. And the other side of the coin is also true, that with you, Lord, I can do everything. As St. Paul says, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. But how can we be united to the vine in such a way as to be fruitful branches? What, what makes the difference? Well, one key aspect of union with the vine is to share in the Lord's cross. You tell us, Jesus, if anybody wants to be a follower of mine, let him take up his cross every day and follow me. To bear fruit for eternal life, to bear fruit for others. We do need, actually, to carry the cross with Jesus. And it makes sense because the vine, which is so fruitful, speaks of the blood of Christ. The vine, the wine of Christ, is his blood poured out on the passion and poured out on the cross in his passion. So self-sacrificing love is to be united to Christ. Recently, I, I climbed a mountain in the west of Ireland, which is called the Reek, and it's also called Croke Patrick, or Patrick's Mountain. And tradition has it that the Apostle of Ireland, St. Patrick, spent 40 days and 40 nights on top of that mountain, praying and fasting for his mission, for the people he wished to evangelize, the people he wished to share the gospel with. And it is really a penitential mountain. It's, it's quite pointed. And at the top where St. Patrick stayed, it is very exposed and cold and can be very windy and wet. And today it is climbed every day of the year, in fact, by, by many people uh, with a sense of prayer and pilgrimage and also of penance, especially towards the top. It gets hard to climb because there's a lot of loose and jagged stones 
And today too, people climb that mountain for all kinds of reasons. And among those reasons, people climb it as an act of love for others. Maybe there's a sick relative and they're offering up that climb for that person. Uh, maybe it's for the sake of the faith of a family member that they wish to strengthen, they go and climb that mountain. They share somehow in the passion of our Lord, as Patrick did, as the saints, all of them did. They share in the wine, the pure wine of Christ's love, which comes from the cross, so as to make their lives fruitful for the sake of other souls, of other people. Some people even climb that mountain barefoot. And that's very striking because it's very sore. And very often, as I say, there is that motive of self-sacrificing love, which is very Christian, literally. It's, it's Christ-like. I guess for most of us, however, um, we'll carry the cross of Jesus, we'll carry your cross, Lord, in maybe less dramatic ways than climbing a penitential mountain, although we might do that sometimes. Um, normally, we'll carry the cross of being generous in family life, in making a small sacrifice at the, at, at the table, at the dinner table, or I don't know, getting out of bed on time in the morning, switching off the phone when we should, um, being a good colleague, a good workmate, being a good friend, maybe offering up little sacrifices for love of others, for the salvation of others, for their well-being, temporal and eternal. In a certain sense, when we do this, when we live life, in those little ordinary hidden things, when we do this uh, with a spirit of self-sacrifice, it's really you yourself, Lord, who's living in us. Like we hear St. Paul say in the very first reading of today's Mass, it is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's the identity card of every Christian, really. But for Christ to live in us, that means embracing your cross, Lord, and not being afraid to do so. In fact, when we embrace the cross, we discover you're the one carrying most of its weight. Today we celebrate the feast of St. Bridget of Sweden, who died in 1373 and in recent times was declared patron of Europe by Pope St. John Paul II. A wonderful person, a wonderful model, uh, a married woman initially with eight uh, children, one of whom is also a canonized saint, St. Catherine of Sweden. She brought up her children in union with her husband, and she brought them up well and in the faith. And then when her husband died, she gave herself over to a religious way of life and founded the Brigidines, uh, a religious order. And she served the church, particularly by praying for the church's unity and for the Pope. So in St. Bridget of Sweden, we have a model of various charisms, of various vocations, of various ways of life. But it is worth noting that St. Bridget of Sweden had a particular devotion to the passion of our Lord. And maybe we can appeal to her today to ask her intercession. St. Bridget, teach us to love Christ, to love the true vine, to share in the wine of eternal life by our own sharing in the little crosses of each day. We ask our Mother Mary to confirm us in this resolution. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. 
I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll pray in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak. Eighteen past the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. Time to join our prayer to that of the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will will proclaim proclaim your your praise. praise. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us praise the Lord. In whom is all our delight. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hand. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, They shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all 
God, do not reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. My My God, God, do do not not reject reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. O God, listen to my prayer. Do not hide from my pleading. Attend to me and reply. With my cares, I cannot rest. I tremble at the shouts of the foe, at the cries of the wicked. For they bring down evil upon me. They assail me with fury. My heart is stricken within me. Death's terror is on me. Trembling and fear fall upon me, and horror overwhelms me. Oh, that I had wings like a dove, to fly away and be at rest, so I would escape far away and take refuge in the desert. I would hasten to find shelter from the raging wind, from the destructive storm, O Lord, and from their plotting tongues. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. My God, do not reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. The Lord himself will free us from hostile and treacherous hands. The Lord himself will free us from hostile and treacherous hands. For I can see nothing but violence and strife in the city. Night and day they patrol high on the city walls. It is full of wickedness and evil. It is full of sin. Its streets are never free from tyranny and deceit. If this had been done by an enemy, I could bear his taunts. If a rival had risen against me, I could hide from him. But it is you, my own companion, my intimate friend. How close was the friendship between us? We walked together in harmony in the house of God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. Amen. The Lord himself will free us from hostile and treacherous hands. And trust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. Entrust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. As for me, 
I will cry to God, and the Lord will save me. Evening, morning, and at noon, I will cry and lament. He will deliver my soul in peace in the attack against me. For those who fight me are many, but he hears my voice. God will hear and will humble them, the eternal judge, for they will not amend their ways. They have no fear of God. The traitor has turned against his friends. He has broken his word. His speech is softer than butter, but war is in his heart. His words are smoother than oil, but they are naked swords. Entrust your cares to the Lord, and he will support you. He will never allow the just man to stumble. But you, O God, will bring them down to the pit of death. Deceitful and bloodthirsty men shall not live half their days. O Lord, I will trust in you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you were rejected by your people, betrayed by the kiss of a friend, and deserted by your disciples. Give us the confidence that you had in the Father, and our salvation will be assured. And trust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. Children, listen to my words of wisdom. Pay attention to my counsels. From the second letter of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians. We know that when the earthly tent in which we dwell is destroyed, we have a dwelling provided for us by God, a dwelling in the heavens, not made by hands, but to last forever. We groan while we are here, even as we yearn to have our heavenly habitation envelop us. This it will, provided we are found clothed and not naked. While we live in our present tent, we groan. We are weighed down, because we do not wish to be stripped naked, but rather to have the heavenly dwelling envelop us, so that what is mortal may be absorbed by life. God has fashioned us for this very thing, and has given us the Spirit as a pledge of it. Therefore, we continue to be confident. We know that while we dwell in the body, we are away from the Lord. We walk by faith, not by sight. I repeat, we are full of confidence and would much rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. This being so, we make it our aim to please Him whether we are with him or away from him. The lives of all of us are to be revealed before the tribunal of Christ, so that each one may receive his recompense, good or bad, according to his life in the body. Standing in awe of the Lord, we try to persuade men, but what we are is known to God. I hope that it is also known to you in your consciences We shall not begin to recommend ourselves to you again, but we are giving you an opportunity to boast about us so that you may have something to say to those who take pride in external appearances and not in what lies in the heart. Indeed, if we are ever caught up out of ourselves, 
God is the reason, and when we are brought back to our senses, it is for your sakes. The love of Christ impels us who have reached the conviction that since one died for all, all died. He died for all so that those who live might live no longer for themselves, but for him who for their sakes died and was raised up. Because of this, we no longer look on anyone in terms of mere human judgment. If at one time we so regarded Christ, we no longer know him by this standard. This means that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old order has passed away. Now all is new. All this has been done by God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. I mean that God, in Christ, was reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's transgressions against them, and that he has entrusted the message of reconciliation to us. This makes us ambassadors for Christ, God, as it were, appealing through us. We implore you, in Christ's name, be reconciled to God. For our sakes, God made him who did not know sin to be sin, so that in him we might become the very holiness of God. The Word of the Lord God has reconciled us to himself through Christ. And he, and he gave, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He did not spare his own son, but handed him over for the sake of us all. And, and he, he gave, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. A reading from the Confessions of St. Augustine, Bishop. The true mediator was he whom you revealed to humble men in your secret mercy, and whom you sent so they might learn the same humility by following his example. This was the mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who intervened between sinful mortals and the immortal just one, himself mortal like men, and like God, just. Thus, since life and peace are the compensation for righteousness, he could, by a justice united with God, annul the death of sinners now justified, since he willed to share death with them. Good Father, how you loved us, sparing not your only Son, but delivering him up for us sinners. How you loved us, for whose sake he, thinking it no robbery to be equal with you, was made subject to death on the cross. He alone, free among the dead, had the power to lay down his life and the power to take it up again. For our sake he became in your sight both victor and victim. Victor, indeed, because he was victim. For our sake, too, he became before you both priest and sacrifice. Priest, indeed, because he was a sacrifice, changing us from slaves to sons, by being your son and serving us. Rightly, then, have I firm hope that you will heal all my infirmities through him who sits at your right hand and intercedes for us. Otherwise, I should despair. For great and numerous are these infirmities of mine, great indeed and numerous, but your medicine is mightier. 
We might have thought your word remote from any union with man, and so have despaired of ourselves, if he had not become flesh and dwelt among us. Crushed by my sins and the weight of my misery, I had taken thought in my heart and contemplated flight into the desert. But you stopped me and gave me comfort with the words, Christ died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them. Behold, Lord, I cast upon you my concern, that I may live, and I shall meditate on the wonders of your law. You know my ignorance and my weakness. Teach me and heal me. Your only Son, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, redeemed me with his blood. Let not arrogant men speak evil of me, for I meditate on my ransom, and I eat it and drink it and try to share it with others. Though poor, I want to be filled with it in the company of those who eat and are filled, and they shall praise the Lord who seek him. The love of Christ overwhelms us now that we are convinced that he has died for all. So So that that those those now living might live no longer for themselves, but for him who died and was was raised up for their sake. He did not spare his own son, but handed him over for the sake of us all. So So that that those those now living might live no longer for themselves, but for him who died and was raised up for their sake. Let us pray. Show favor, O Lord, to your servants, and mercifully increase the gifts of your grace, that made fervent in hope, faith, and charity, they may be ever watchful in keeping your commands. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Twenty-three minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming up in just a few minutes. Along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. It's Friday, July 23rd, 2021. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord explains the parable of the sower from the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet, he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is he who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the delight in riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, This is he who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, 
in another 60, and in another 30. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find all of the daily Mass readings on the relevant radio app. Let's talk about the virtue of temperance. It isn't just about moderation in drinking, but also eating and possessions. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. The Church has always recognized the dignity of the body and of all created things. In the creation narrative, the inspired author points out how God was pleased with his work. Following the creation of man, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. God honored man by placing him at the head of all creation. The dignity of man was further enhanced when the second person of the Holy Trinity took to himself a human nature and accomplished his task of redemption. No teaching could be further from Christian doctrine than the notion of a radical opposition between the soul and the body, for it is the human person in his entirety, soul and body, who is called to attain eternal life. The Church has been a constant and preeminent witness to the dignity and respect due to the human body. As St. Paul writes, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Notwithstanding his God-given prestige, man has constantly to struggle to avoid falling prisoner to the things of this world which God created for his legitimate use. This is because of the disorder in creation caused by sin. It seems characteristic of our age that there are many who would treat created things, their acquisition and enjoyment, as man's final end, when their true purpose is to serve as a means to man's final end, which is God. As a result of this mistaken view of reality, many people choose to set aside God's laws and in doing so contradict the nature of man and human dignity itself. Regrettably, this process of so-called liberation inevitably leads people to degradation and enslavement. To counteract this threat to human dignity, we need to exercise the virtue of temperance. Temperance ensures that the body and the senses fulfill their proper function in our human nature, a function which has been ordained by God. He who will not struggle to achieve unity within himself will have a hard time achieving unity with God. Whoever makes easy concessions to his feelings or whims, who has no self-control, turns himself into a ground where the divine seed cannot take root. Such a person may even become incapable of making progress in human virtues. As the Lord teaches us in today's gospel, As for what was sown among thorns, this is he who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the delight in riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. The Christian life will not flourish among people who worship their bodies, their health, their appearance, God's goods have been converted into thorns which suffocate what is most noble in man and obstruct his salvation. When the body becomes heavy and satiated, the soul finds its mount in poor condition for the ride to heaven. We need to be vigilant that we not be carried away by the siren song of our consumer culture. 
Many people in today's world believe that the highest aim in life is to have more than others while making sure they let those others know that this is the case. Yet true success lies in being faithful to God and to his plans for us to be with him forever in heaven. We know that our hearts can only be filled by God. Temporal goods will always leave us empty and forlorn. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen before the hour, let's pray. We are led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, but a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. 
Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Let all men speak of the Lord's majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, holy city, he scourged you for the work of your hands, but will again pity the children of the righteous. Praise the Lord for his goodness, and bless the King of the ages, so that his tent may be rebuilt in you with joy. May he gladden within you all who were captives, all who were ravaged may he cherish within you for all generations to come. A bright light will shine to all parts of the earth. Many nations shall come to you from afar, and the inhabitants of all the limits of the earth, drawn to you by the name of the Lord God, bearing in their hands their gifts for the King of Heaven. Every generation shall give joyful praise in you and shall call you the Chosen One through all ages, forever. Go, then, rejoice over the children of the righteous, who shall all be gathered together and shall bless the Lord of the ages. Happy are those who love you, and happy those who rejoice in your prosperity. Happy are all the men who shall grieve over you, over all your chastisements. For they shall rejoice in you as they behold all your joy forever. My spirit blesses the Lord, the great King. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Rejoice, Rejoice, Jerusalem, for for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Zion, praise your God, who sent his word to renew the earth. Zion, praise praise your God, God, who sent his word to renew the earth. Oh, praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Zion, praise your God. He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow, white as wool. He scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. He makes his word known to Jacob, 
to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. All-powerful God, it is through your Church, generously endowed with gifts of grace and fortified by the Holy Spirit, that you send out your word to all nations. Strengthen your Church with the best of all food and make it dauntless in faith. Multiply its children to celebrate with one accord the mysteries of your love at the altar on high. Zion, praise praise your your God. who sent sent his his word word to renew renew the earth. A reading from the letter to the Galatians. I have been crucified with Christ, and the life I live now is not my own. Christ is living in me. I still live my human life, but it, it is a life of faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. The Lord Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. May he send his strength to rescue me. In need I shall cry out to him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord, the Most Most High, has done good things for me. In In need I shall cry out to him. him. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. We trust in God's concern for every person he has created and redeemed through his Son. Let us, therefore, 
renew our prayer to him. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. O God of mercy, guide us towards spiritual growth. Fill our minds with thoughts of truth, justice, and love. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. For your name's sake, do not abandon us forever. And do not annul your covenant. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. Accept us, for our hearts are humble and our spirits contrite. And those who trust in you shall not be put to shame. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. You have called us to a prophetic vocation in Christ. Help us proclaim your mighty deeds. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, fill our hearts with your love as morning fills the sky. By living your law, may we have your peace in this life and endless joy in the life to come. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Hey, the weekend is coming up. Keep Sunday Mass in your plans. Morning Air is coming up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.